0: Thanks for joining us on the Church of the Lakes podcast, where we inspire life, share life, and give life. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at cotlakes.com. We'd love to connect with you. Now, let's go to the message. We are in week three of a new series that we started the year off called Be Different. And uh, I want to use a, a quote to kind of open up today's it's a quote from Stephen Covey, and it says, simply says this, if we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to keep get, getting what we're getting, right? And Boy, it sounds simple, and yet it's absolutely profound. And uh, I think that the life that we think we should be living is actually closer than we think. And I'm hoping through this series and even today to inspire you a little bit, to push you a little bit, to take some steps, to actually get close to that. There's some of us that if we're honest— We've given up on some dreams. We've, uh, maybe it's been so long that we've just said, forget it. That's never going to happen for me. And uh, maybe it's just some simple, small tweaks or adjustments in our life that would make all the difference in the world. So week one, we started this series just talking about having a different story, just doing things a little bit different this year. I mean, uh, 2020 was, to say the least, a different year. Um, And it actually caused us to alter our lives here and there in some ways, some things to the better. Um, And so maybe we would carry into 2021. How can I do life just a little bit different? And then last week, if you were with us, we talked about having a different attitude. And what really spawned that in me was obviously what happened at our nation's capital and the emotional outrage that happened. And uh, we talked a little bit about our attitude comes from our soul and a lot from the way our mind, will, and emotions are functioning. So we talked about soul care. Taking care of our own souls. Where we have our emotions in check. And, and uh, making sure we're doing things in a healthy way. So as we're talking about these ideas of being different. I was thinking about it. The problem most of the time is. That we have uphill expectations. And we have downhill habits. Let me say that again. We have uphill expectations, but we have downhill habits. Like we are all about getting in shape, right? That seems like that's probably one of the number one New Year's resolutions, right? We're going to get in shape. That's it. I'm going to lose 30 pounds. And like within three weeks, we are in the drive-thru at McDonald's. And you don't, don't even lie. Um, you know, nobody likes to admit they have McDonald's. I don't know what about what it is about that, that nobody likes to admit they have a McDonald's. You ever, you ever notice that? Like, you don't, you don't say that you don't say that in public. Cause that's kind of a weird thing. Like, you know, I, I went and got a big Mac and it's kind of like, Ooh, and, but, um, <laughs> but, but we do, we have these crazy habits of, um, I have these expectations, but I'm not looking at the reality of my habit. So we, we used a verse two weeks ago that I want to go back to that's in Matthew three and two, and it says this. It simply says this. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, interestingly enough, when you read that sentence, it just kind of seems simple. Okay. I understand it, but I broke it down just a little bit and I don't want, I want to say it to you this way. The first word is repent. Let's talk about what that actually means. So the actual word is metaneo, the actual words in the original language. And here's what it actually means. We think repent, and I think a lot of us, if you've been around church at all, or maybe even if you haven't been around church at all, when we hear the word repent, we just picture some uh, crazy person on the side of the road with a sign, you know, saying repent, or you're going to hell, you know, that's like, that's the only understanding of that word. So typically that word's kind of negative, but I want you to understand that word is actually phenomenal. Because the actual word means just, just to change your mind. Just, just simply change your mind. And, and here's what we know is that our thoughts lead to actions. So if you change your mind, you change your direction. And that's what it means simply to repent. So it's like, hey, whoa, 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 let's just change our mind. If we're going to do something different, it's about changing our mind. And then it says, for the kingdom of heaven. That's the second part of where I think we struggle because most of us, we are the king of our own kingdom. Like, I like being in charge, right? I mean, any other uh, control freaks out there with me? I, I mean, I, I like being the king of the kingdom. I like having the keys to the kingdom. I want it, you know, the way I want it, when I want it, that kind of thing. But here's, here's what we've got to understand. If we're going to do things the way that God has created us to work, it's going to be because of the kingdom of heaven, not because of the kingdom of Mike right? That I changed my mind to change directions that I get under the kingdom of heaven. And then it says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, Hey, it's here like right now, like God wants to do something more in your heart right now today, like right here in this moment. If we'll just pay attention to that. C.S. Lewis has this uh, amazing quote says this human history is the long, terrible story of a man trying to find something other than God, which will make them happy. And that just sums the whole thing up, right? So today, what I want to talk about in dealing with that is I want to talk about today that the title kind of the message is, is different priorities. Let's, let's talk about differing our priorities. And let's, let's open with Romans thirteen eleven. And I'm reading from the message. The message is a paraphrase. It's not actually a Bible. It's someone who took the Bible and then put it in the language that we can better understand just a little bit. So let me read from this really like the way this is laid out, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-to-day obligations that you lose track of time and doze off oblivious to God. And that, and I love that, that, that use of words there because it says, don't, don't, don't get so busy you doze off. Which you kind of think, how does that even happen? But what the point being is obvious is that when you're so focused on a million things going on, you can sometimes lose the smallest thing, right? Like when we're going a hundred miles an hour, you don't notice a flower on the side of the road. It's when you're going slow on a bike that you go, oh, look at that, right? So the faster we're going and the more we have that we become oblivious to God or what God is actually doing. It says the night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is at work. What did we just say? Is at hand? It's here. It's now. He's doing something. He wants more for your life right here, right now, today. It says God is putting push, uh, putting. The finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed, in other words he's in this process of he's he's working on and the and the theology word is sanctification that um and the way I like to say it is we're getting better and better uh right that that we're that he's doing something to heal and overcome and we're finding freedom in our lives goes on we can't afford to waste a minute it's right now it's right here right. Must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence. And that's what C.S. Lewis was just talking about. That we're just, you know what? I'm just working for the weekend. I'm just working for the weekend. If I can just get to the weekend, I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to go have fun with my friends. I'm going to go play on the beach. Um, I'm just going to indulge myself. I'm just going to make myself feel good. It says in sleeping around and dissipation and bickering and grabbing everything in sight, get out of bed and get dressed. Man, that's that's uh, kind of what I, I I want you to hear today is like let's get moving. Like it's 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 time. It's time and it's right here and it's it's right here available and the life that you think you should be living is closer than you think. It says don't lo- don't loiter or linger waiting until the very last minute. Dress yourself in Christ and be up and about. Man, I I Another way I would say it to you is this: The moment you put God at the center of life, you will have great joy like when you do that and, and, and so i want to I want to talk to you a little bit today i I spent a lot of time mentoring, um, especially uh, Pete, younger kids, and I was a youth pastor for a number of years. Um, matter of fact, this week, I had a couple come in, and he used to be one of my youth, and now they're um, they 're married, and we were kind of I was counseling with them. And, uh, when I, when I count, when I mentor, when somebody's given me permission to, to mentor with them, I get in their face. Like that's when, when it's that type of scenario, we take all the filters off, right? And so I might something like say something like this. What? That's stupid. Like that's, that's crap. What are you, what are you talking about? Right? And, and it's funny cause like I would never say that to you cause you wouldn't, come back on and watch again. Uh, right. You know, cause we don't exactly have that kind of relationship. So, um, what I want to do this morning is I don't want to do that to you. Um, I just want to show you what it would look like if I did that. So, so don't get offended at anything I'm saying, cause I'm not doing that. I'm just giving you an idea of what it might look like if I did that. So anyway, um, no, uh, the, the reality being we've got to, to, to start to look at some things. So if I was mentoring you, if, if, and again, don't get offended. I'm not doing this. I'm just showing you what I would do. Um, but if I was, I would kind of start to, to to dig in a little bit. Um, I might challenge you to say, you know what, um, what's going on with your schedule? What, what is it that that, that, the, how is it that you're organizing your day? And I would challenge you to take control of your schedule. Right, to take control of, most of us listen are trying to grab as much as we can as quickly as we can, and it 's burning us out. Um, say it to you this way if you 're burning the candle at both ends you 're not so bright that 's funny i don 't care who you are that 's funny, but I, I want you to understand that I would say to you, we need to look at your schedule we we need to understand. God gave us a pattern when he created the world. What did he do? He worked for six days and he rested. Did God need rest? Absolutely not. What he was doing is showing us a pattern. And so I I try to practice the pattern myself of six days of work and one day of, of, of play or rest. And, and 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 we need our sleep. I mean, goodness gracious, I got my, my uh new Apple Watch, and if you use an Apple Watch, like I said it and now like thirty minutes before it's bedtime, it says I hope you're getting ready for bed. Like it starts prepping me for bed and then it tracks my sleep time. Some of you guys have Fitbits or those kind of things um, because we realize we really need this, but we pack our schedules so full that we oftentimes don't get the sleep that we need. And then we're not who we should be. Look at Ecclesiastes 4 and 6. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. See, I think we have two hands, so we think we need two handfuls, right? Um, But when you fill your life to the brim and there's no margin in your life, you can't have your best life. So if, again, if I was mentoring you, you know, I'm not doing this, but I'm showing you what it would be like if I did this. If I was mentoring you, I'd ask you to tell me about your schedule. As a matter of fact, what I would ask you to tell me about and what I would be looking for when I said, tell me about your schedules, actually, I'd be looking for your priorities. What do you actually prioritize? Because we should not prioritize a schedule. Which is, I think, what most of us do, that grasping for two hands. We prioritize, and like, I need to schedule, and I need to schedule, and I'm trying to get as many things as I can done today, and as many things on my to-do, and that's prioritizing the schedule. What we need to do is schedule our priorities. What we need to start with are first things first, right? The very first thing that needs to go on our schedule is our time with God. Like He needs to be first place in that scenario. As a matter of fact, I think in our progressive, new, got to get the 1.0 and the 2.0 and the 3.0, like that kind of concept, I think we've lost some, some things. You know, it used to be a saying, I don't ever hear it anymore, but we used to hear it all the time when I was a kid, and that was the early bird gets the worm. And the concept was, they had actually researched it, that people who got up earlier, they were more successful. They made more money. They were healthier, like all these types of things. And so, you know, to look at and prioritize, what am I doing? And and to that Jeremiah 6 and 16, let me show you this. It's not in your notes, but I'll put it on the screen for you. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths. You know what some of us need to do? We need to go back to some of the habits of our grandparents. We need to go back to some of the simple ways and the simple disciplines that our grandparents and those that went before us. It says, ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your soul before anything else. If we're going to prioritize anything, we've got to prioritize our relationship with God, which is why we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting right now. We are taking the first part of the year and saying, God, we're going to give you the first part of the year. To say you're the priority. So let me give you just a a thought. So maybe you don't have a current practice to spend time with God. Let me give you an idea. How about 15 minutes? How about you give the first 15 minutes of your day. Do it like this. Five minutes of reading the Bible, which is about a chapter. You know, it's it's not that long, not that bad. Five minutes of a worship song, which is usually about one song. Five minutes of prayer. 15 minutes that you might say, you know what? If I want this year to be what it's going to be, I'm going to reprioritize my relationship with God. That's, that's one of the things I would tell you. Again, if I was mentoring you, I'm not mentoring you, so I'm not meddling in your life. But if I was, you know, let me show you what I, what I would, else I would say. I would say to you that you needed to regulate what you allow to enter your mind and body. Regulate what you allow to enter your mind and body. In other words, what do you read? And, Who makes money off of the words that you're reading? Because anything and everything that we take in like that has a worldview behind it. Like people, there's, there's a reason that people are doing that. How about the music you listen to? What, what kind of messages are we putting into our mind about the movies you watch? How much, how much alcohol do you drink? like if i was mentoring you i'm not meddling with your life i'm just telling you what i'd do if i was mentoring someone um but how much alcohol do you drink do i use that more as a medication of my life because of the way i feel instead of leaning on god and my relationship with him how about how about prescription meds there's a lots of people and here now you might feel like i'm meddling there's a lot of people out there that got on prescription meds and never got off of them you know how about pornography? How about illegal drugs? You know, here's here's a tough one. I had somebody come to me not that long ago and go, well, what's the church's stance going to be if they legalize marijuana? Right. So what 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 is, what is that? Like, what if they legalize it? Is that going to be let me read a, a verse to you that I think talks about all of these things, because you might say, well, I have the right I have the, I have the right to do. I can do whatever I want. Look at first Corinthians 10 and 23. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. See, my goal is, and and the reason I'm talking to you today is, I want you to live your best life. I don't want you just to survive. I, I don't want you just to come out the other end and go, okay, well, we made it you know, or, or even you go and stand before God one day and, and you know, what we're supposed to hear is well done, good and faithful servant, you know, but you get there and God goes, well, you're, you're done. You know, like, like I want you to live your best life. And we are all struggling with wandering towards the things of this world. And so We at some point have to step back and go, I might have the right to do this. It may not be illegal or considered wrong for me to do this, but is it beneficial? Is it, is it the best thing for my mind and for my body? Look at Psalm 141. Don't let me drift towards evil or take part in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. So we've got to be careful about our our mind and our bodies again. Um, If I was mentoring you, I'm not, uh, but I'm just showing you if I was, I I might actually delve into talking about you organizing your finances, organizing your finances. What is, what does that look like to organize your finances? Well, um, I started my children very, very young with a simple concept. My girls had a budget from a very young age. And you might go, well, what did they have to budget? Well, of course, they made a little money here. They got Christmas and money and all. And so we really, I think it's a principle that you can expand it out to make a household budget out of. But here's what it really comes down to. And that is give, save, live. Give, save, live. Like that's a simple practice. That we need to really put into place. And, and, and so for some people you go, well, yeah, well, you're just saying that because you're the pastor and you want us to give. And that's why you put it first. But, but I, I need you to hear something. Church of the Lakes is doing fantastic. We're not in need of your money today. Um, our people are giving because God has, has put it on their heart to give. So that's not what that's really about. I'm putting that out there because I'm just telling you wherever you put your money, that's where your heart goes. Let me show you. Matthew 6 and 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then Proverbs 3 and 9 says, Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. So if I was mentoring you, I'd, I'd delve into your, your finances just a little bit. And then finally, what I would probably say to you is is to live your life intentionally. It's an interesting reality because I don't think there's a lot of intentionality in a lot of people's lives. In other words... We're just reacting to life. It's the difference between a boat sitting in the middle of the the ocean and it is not turned on. Where's that boat going? And the answer is wherever the tide takes it. But then there's another boat here and it's turned on and the engine is engaged and it's pointed in a direction. And where's that boat going? Wherever the captain points it. Um, for many of us, we've allowed the tides of life to take us instead of being the captain of our own ship of understanding, like being intentional. Um, you can only get where you want to go. Listen to me. I'm so important with healthy print with healthy disciplines, your circumstances are not determining where you are. Let me say it to you this way. We are not a product of our circumstances. We are a product of our disciplines. You are not a product of your circumstances. You're a product of your discipline. So Proverbs 20 and 4 says this, sluggards do do not plow in season. In other words, you know, things are kind of good right now. I just think I'm going to kick back. No, 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 no. That's not what we do. We, we, We get up and work because like... That's what, that's where my purpose is. That's what I'm working towards. I'm moving towards. It says, so at harvest time, they look and they find nothing. One of the biggest struggles I think I personally see in our culture today is the inability to what I call grind. Like most days are just a grind. Like it's just work. I mean, if you asked anybody around here, they would tell you, I don't like details and paperwork. Like, sitting at this desk, you know, doing paperwork or working on my computer, man, I want to be out talking to people. Like, that's what I want to do. But you know what? You, you've you got to do the grind. If I was mentoring you, I would ask you about your daily agenda. Like, what is it that, that you're doing? And and so I want to share with you a couple of things. Of, Five things, John Maxwell has the rule of five that before anything else, he makes sure that that this is in his daily agenda. It says this, John Maxwell's rule of five, spend time with God in prayer, right? What do we do? We give him the first, we talked about that. Number two is to study his word and spend time understanding who he is. Number three, love those closest to me that I nurture my most important relationships. Man, how quickly we forget to do that. We take advantage really of our spouse that they're there and we forget to, to, we give our best sometimes at work and then come home and give our family leftovers, you know? So we've got to make sure that, that we're loving those closest, make a difference in someone else's life today. Like what can I do to make somebody smile today? What can I do today to serve somebody else? Uh, it's amazing. I was, I was counseling a, a young woman that is just in a terrible situation right now. and um, Husband left her, and it's just kind of a tough situation and all this kind of stuff. But she got involved with something, and she was serving somewhere. And I haven't seen her smile that much or laugh that much in a long, long time. And even though she's in the midst of chaos, because she was spending time serving someone else, um, it just it changed, it changed changed her day, it changed her attitude, changed her perspective. In other words, she was different, right, just simply because of different priorities. And then the last one is take care of myself. Rest and make sure that I'm, I'm doing the things that, that God wants me to do to make sure I'm healthy, right? Physically, mentally, emotionally. For those of you who were with us last week, we talked about soul care and how important it is to make sure, especially our emotions are in check. Cause remember, our emotions are signals, not commands. But oftentimes we live like they're commands. So we got to take care of ourselves. So let me, let me close out with a few ideas today. Again, I'm not mentoring you today, but if I did, this is what it would look like. But Psalm 90 and 12 says this, teach us to number our days and recognize how few there are. Help us to spend them as we should. So let me give you three, I must statements. Let me give you three, I must statements. That's going to help us to number our days. That's going to help us to say, you know what? Different priorities. Different focus this year. 2021 really is. It's not just going to be the year I set some resolutions. It's going to be the year that I do something a little bit different, that I make a little bit of change. And can I encourage you? A little bit of change is way better than a whole list of resolutions that you never finish. Right? So, so let's, let's start small. Number one, I must know my purpose. I must know my purpose. I'll say it to you this way. If you have no why, you have no way. If you have no why, you have no How do you know which direction to go if you don't know what you're trying to hit? If you you don't know what you're trying to accomplish, right? Psalm 139, 16, all the days ordained for me were written in the book before one of them came to be. God knew. God knew. Here, listen to me, this particular verse right now today here on Sanctity of Life Sunday is why we believe that every life matters. Is because before you were formed that that God knows that, that he has a he's got a plan he's got a plan and is never too late for that plan. He tells Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future here's your next I must statement I must have a plan, I must have a plan right look at proverbs seventeen and twenty four an intelligent person aims at wise action. But a fool starts off in many directions, right? I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to try to do a million things just this year and see if something lands. That's like the shotgun approach. And it's amazing because if you take a shotgun and you just shoot at something, there's a real good chance you might miss the bullseye. Like you might hit the board somewhat, but you might actually miss the the mark that you're actually trying to hit as opposed to being laser. we We need a plan you need to have some people in your life and seek out and maybe we can help you here at the church call us would love to do that to develop what is a plan to live on purpose in what we do here at church of the lakes we do something called life steps that we do every sunday starts the first of the month and it goes four weeks and we take you through a process of coming up with an understanding of a plan and a purpose for your life that you would know god that you would find freedom—that not only after you get to know Him, but now you got to get past your past and find some freedom. And man, when that fog, sternly, finally starts to clear a little bit from all the stuff that's held us down, and the words that people have spoken of us, and and the, and the the regrets and the shame and all that when we start to clear some of that away, well, then we start to discover purpose, and then ultimately we can make a difference. And, and so maybe you'd, you'd get plugged in this year and come to Life Steps and do that. Last one, and I'm going to close. And um, I really want to encourage you with this, that starting of February, we're going to have small groups. And I say this unapologetically. My goal is to get you in a small group. My goal is not to just have you show up on a Sunday. Uh, my goal is not to have you giving and all, though we need to give. That's the way we serve and worship God. My goal for you is to get you into a small group. Where you take off the mask and you get very real with people. And that's where change happens. So our last one is, I must have accountability. I must have accountability. Look at Ecclesiastes 4 and 9. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Right? So our must statement's there. I must know my purpose. We can help you with that in Life Steps. I must have a plan and I must have accountability man get in a small group and plug in I'm telling you there's more. God has more for your life, but you're going to have to do something different right you're going to have to do something and, and and it's a little bit scary and, um, and, and and sometimes that fear of the unknown is what keeps us from stepping but tomorrow is Martin Luther King jr. Day. And so in honor of him, let me finish with a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. He wrote, Faith is taking a step even when you don't see the whole staircase. So let me challenge you today to take a step of faith. What is it that you need to do different? What is it that we talked about today that really was just kind of the one thing that the Holy Spirit said, Yeah, right here. This is is where I want you to work on. This is where I want you to take a few steps forward. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for this time. And um, Holy Spirit, we, we kind of dug in a little bit to some things. And so some of this might be a little bit raw for us. Help us to process this in a healthy way. Help us not to be um, feel condemnation, but help us to feel challenged, to maybe step up and do something just a little bit different in one of these areas you challenged us in today. God, thank you that your mercies are new every morning, that you give us a new, clean slate every day. When we get up and and we have the opportunity, no matter how many times we've blown it, to do it different today. So give us courage and strength to do exactly that. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So for those of you, if you're sitting there today and you're going, you know, I, I, I never have started a relationship with God. I, I, I don't really know what that means. And here's what I would say to you. The God of the universe loves you so much that he sent his son. To die, that anything you do wrong, and we call that sin, that his son would die in your place to cover up your sin. And that you could have eternity and live with him in eternity. And if that's something you'd like to do today, it's really simple. It's simple as praying a simple prayer to say, Jesus, I confess today that you are in charge of my life. Thank you for forgiving my sins as best as I understand. I'm going to serve you the rest of my days. And if that's you today, we would love to know that. There's a place on the e-guide where you can mark to respond today. And so if that's you today, let us know. And uh, we would love to uh, pray for you and with you and maybe even help you with some resources on your journey um, in beginning a relationship with Jesus. Well, guys, uh, we're headed into uh, 2021, and I'm praying that this year is going to be different for you. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. We would love to help you on your next steps. Please visit cotlakes.com. Join us weekly as we continue to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in our community.